Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga real quick that cowboy got All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You know, when some people look at those automated checkout things, they start, you know, talking about, well, this is going to be the end of jobs. This is going to be the end of um, cashiers having a place to work and this and this. And you know what? I use those automated things. And the thoughts that go through my mind is I hope this leads to the firing of the worthless cashier douchebags that have wasted hours of my life, hours upon hours of my life, possibly months of my life, if you add it all together, um, of the people who just didn't belong doing that job, didn't show any efficiency, didn't show any care to be doing what they were doing, and hopefully these automated cashier systems will, you know, help unemploy these motherfuckers. That's, That's what I think. Because if you really, really take a look at it and you think that all those people deserve having jobs, I'd have to disagree with you. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Morris, as always. Um, now, look, man, I got a lot of fuck to talk about tonight. Uh, I got some wrestling to cover. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes I do that. 
I got I got this thing that we're gonna get into heavy, man. Um, just a quick tease on it. All right. Now I'm not gonna do it right now, but this is this is gonna be a cool interactive thing because um, I have a deep hatred for the Waffle House. I think it's a piece of shit. We'll get way more into it, but um, my friend Jeremy sent me a link of. Some jerk-off made this article, or whatever you want to call it, that's 41 reasons why the Waffle House is the greatest place on Earth, or some horse shit like that, right? So what we're going to do later in the show is I'm going to go over this list and give my rebuttal to every one of these 41 things and, and express my hatred towards Waffle House and... and um like I said, refute every bit of their 41 reasons and then some. And, um, you know, everybody out there, if you, you know, you're listening, you want to play along, what you do is you Google uh, Waffle House 41 reasons. That's all you got to put in. And you'll find it. It's on like BuzzFeed or something. And then you can just go down this list with me because that's, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up my tablet. And I'm just going to scroll down the list and, and go through these things and how ridiculous each one of these um, these these things and pictures are, and it'll be a lot of fun. So that'll be later on in the show. Also, uh, you know, talk a little Royal Rumble, but man, we got fucking hit up with some snow, right? Um, you know, I don't I don't know where everybody's living that's listening to this. Could be all over the world. Who knows if. That actually travels that far. I mean, I know it's possible, but as far as who wants to fucking listen to me is a whole different ballgame. Um, so anyway, I'm over here in Jersey, and we got hit up, man. Um, they were calling for bad, bad, worse, bad. You know, they, they were up and down and all over the place and how the storm was going to track and how this was going to go and that was going to go. And, um, you know, came down was like, yeah, yeah, we're fucking getting hit up. So, um so like the night before, I was like, all right, well, I'll um, you know, I'll go in there. I'll make sure you know my ducks and pigeons are all fed and everything. I really contemplated on whether I should worry about um, you know, bringing the pigeons in, like putting them in a you know, uh, like a crate in my laundry room, just because I was worried about the wind. They kept talking about these like sixty mile an hour winds that were supposed to catch up, you know, pick up and shit. And the way to pen is it's um. Not to, you know, uh, bore people with uh, pigeon duck pen schematics, but um, it's got, like, the normal, you know, stockade fence on two sides of it. That's, you know, like the outer perimeter of my yard, the stockade fence, and then the pen is built up to it. You know what I mean? So the wind is blocked on two sides. The house is on the other side, so it's kind of like an alley. You know what I mean? So it really... It really didn't catch that type of wind, so I, I ended up just saying fuck it, and and at least the whole big one corner where the pigeons like to hang out is is covered from above too. So that shit was um relatively dry, um you know so to speak. I mean not dry, but like back in that corner of the pen, the pen's like thirty foot by twelve foot. Um, back in the corner where the pigeons like to hang out, there was no snow back there like at all. There was snow piled the fuck up up front and nothing back where they were at. So just, you know, as an example how it is. So um, it ended up being fine as I as I thought and hoped it would be. Um, I took the tarp off the top of my tent. I have one of those, you know, 10 by 10 uh, gazebo tents and shit in the backyard. 
and um, you know they cost you you know two hundred two hundred and change and uh, in a great place. Fucking barbecues is where I played my um my pepper pong, you know under there. You, you know throw up some lights in there, speakers and shit. And you know it's great too if you want to go outside. It's fucking raining a little bit. You know you go hang in there. There was times I get the fire going. It would start drizzling a little bit. I'd go hang in the fucking tent for 20 minutes. Uh, the, you know, the rain would stop, and I'd go walk back out by the fire. Uh, you know, it, it's just a it's a cool little hangout. So, um, but I took the tarp off of that because I, I had left it on. There was really no reason for me to take it down. And I said, ah, well, let me just take the tarp down. And then, uh, you know, any wind or anything will just blow through it or, you know, what have you. And, uh, you know, that that's worked in the past. Um, this time it did not, <laughs> it, uh, it fucking smashed that shit onto the ground. Uh, you know, all the framework of that shit is just, it's just laying down on the ground. It just fucking dropped that shit. So I guess I'm going to have to get a new one of those, uh, you know, later in the spring. No problem. Uh, is what it is. It would have been nice if it survived, but you know, that's, uh, really not a big problem. You know, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, like I said, we got fucking piled up with snow. I like looking at the snow. I like the looks of it. I like the snow. I don't like fucking with it. I don't like having to shovel it. The shit's heavy as fuck. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, I have kind of reoccurring the lower back problems and stuff. So it's like just nonstop fucking deadlifts, and and I I don't like it. So, um, you know, doing that shit really, uh, you know, puts a beating on your lower back. Um yeah, you know, so I don't like moving the fucking snow. Now I'm considering like a snow blower for next year. But, you know, like we got pounded with snow two years ago, nothing last year, and then got pounded this year. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I could skip a year and then buy a snow blower. I don't know, I'm trying to, you know, figure it out, but um, clearly there's no system to this. Um, so, yeah, um, the night before I decided, I, I said, you know, man, I, I didn't run the week before. I want to put in a run. I was like, I had planned on it. You know, they're talking all blizzard, this, that, fucking crazy snow, starting at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. So um, snow started probably like 7.30 out here, and um, I decided to take my shit on a, on a run. I decided to go do a 5K in the fucking snow, and uh, that's what I did. What was it? Uh, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Went out on the snow, ran a 5K, fucking three miles and change, fucking snow blowing in my face, um, you know, layered up. And um, I highly recommend, um, you know, those those hot hands packs. They got those hands, those um, they're called like hot hands. You, you open the pack and it's got like a little bag, you know, little white bags. I prefer those over any type of gloves because gloves, I mean, they work a little bit, but when it's cold outside or especially when you got like the wet with it, you really, um, it, it gets through the gloves. But if you, if you're running and you got one of those in each hands and you're just kind of like moving them around a little bit, hands stay fucking warm. And that's always been my biggest problem because you can layer up and this and that, but when it comes down to your hands, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, like I said a pair of gloves might or might not work. And, um, you know, it, the bigger gloves you have on, you really can't do anything with them. If you want to, you know, flip a song on your iPod or whatever, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. So anyway, um, I, I really recommend those things for running and shit. And if it's a little colder, you know, throw a couple in your pockets and then you got them. You have like 
some form of warmth on you at all times. You know, it was pretty dope. Um, so, yeah, I did the 5K, you know, with that shit, you know, layered up, put up, you know what I mean? I put one of those little um, headlamps on so that way, like, motherfucking cars will see me and shit. And, uh, you know, I did that thing, and I just kept running, man. I first started going, I was like, fuck it, man, this sucks. Uh, I was, like, two, two, three blocks away, and I was like, man, I- I'm going to just try to get a mile in, whatever, because I had no plans on distance initially. I was just like, I want to get a run in because, you know, that'd be badass in the fucking snow to still accomplish that shit. Show some, you know, real drive, determination of what I'm fucking trying to accomplish training-wise. Like, no bullshit. So, I go out there and, you know, like I said, man, I got a couple blocks up and was like, man, I can't, I can't imagine going, like, fucking too far. Let me just, you know, nail in a mile here, you know what I mean? So, that's, that's still a long way to travel snow-covered roads, you know, it wasn't, wasn't deep or anything yet, but it was, you know, definitely lighter, just like a nice layer of snow on on the road, and uh, coming down fucking heavy, you know what I mean, where it's just, it's hitting you in the eyeballs and shit, so I'm like, all right, well, let me, like, nail in a mile, so now I get close to a mile, maybe, you know, three quarters of the way through the mile, now I'm adjusted, now I'm like, fuck that. I'm definitely getting two miles, you know, and now I get closer to two miles and I'm like, Oh, ain't a motherfucking way that I'm not getting a five K in this bitch. And sure enough, I fucking nailed that five K and a little extra. You know what I mean? Um, and it honestly pretty good fucking time too. Cause it took me right around a half hour, you know, where I mean a five K, you know, like a blazing five K, like, my fastest ones, not blazing because motherfuckers burn me on these tracks, but, um, uh, you know, my faster 5Ks are like 24 and change. So, I mean, I only add six minutes to it running in, you know, fucking snow hitting you in the face is, is not a bad gig. And um, so I, I was really happy with it. Like I said, and to just, um, you know, feel that, that accomplishment, of, you know, no excuses, just fucking going in. And it's funny because, um, like, anybody who saw the pictures of me, you know, afterwards, I had the fucking snow all caked in my beard and shit like that. Um, you know, with the hood up on the, on the run, you know, I only had, like, the front of the hood, you know, off my head. So, really didn't catch, like, a whole lot, like, on the top of my head snow-wise. But I didn't even feel the snow on my face, like, as far as my beard or anything until I got home and I looked at the, um, you know, I looked at the, the camera phone shit. And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this shit looks crazy. And um, so, yeah, and um, I have this one uh, OCR group, uh, obstacle course group it's called, like, OCR Wrongians. And they take, like, you know, pictures of motherfuckers running and, and just looking stupid in, in obstacle courses in, like, awkward spots or whatever. And I guess they run, like, picture contests. And uh, I didn't even know that it was, like, a picture contest that they were running or anything like that. I just threw my picture up there because, again, like, it kind of, you know, applies to the the racing or the training or whatever. So I just threw it up there. And, like, within a day, they're like, oh, yeah, in a last-minute submission, fucking uh, J.K. Morris wins with I had, like, fucking 130 likes or some shit within 24 hours. They're like, oh, last-minute submission, J.K. Morris wins the thing. So now these motherfuckers are going to ship me a mug from, like, the U.K., that's where they're at in the U.K., I would have won, like, a, a free race, but obviously it's in the U.K., so 
I'm not headed over there anytime soon, so it doesn't work out. But um, and they and, and they send me a mug that says uh, you know uh, OCR wrong ends on the one side, and then the other side I think is going to have a picture of my picture on the fucking mug. So it's pretty fucking funny, man. Like it's just just kind of random because I didn't even know that I was entering some shit. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, let me share this on here, and I was surprised like how many likes I was getting. Like, oh, look at this shit. And, and then, sure enough, they were doing some kind of fucking contest, and you had to, you know, get the most likes, I guess. Yeah, so pretty cool. I was happy with that. Um, I'm, you know, I, I set these crazy goals, and some of them might be unrealistic, whatever. And so the one kind of is to me, because, again, I've never been a runner, and last year I didn't train for shit running-wise. I, um, I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't step up as far as run training. Gym training, man, above and beyond, I'm definitely – you know, in, in the best shape of my life, I'm, I'm bigger than I've ever been. Um, you know, I don't say big, like I'm a fucking huge bro, but I, I'm just saying like, I've never weighed, I'm like 168 pounds. I've never been remotely close to 170 pounds for the longest time. I couldn't get over 150, let alone, you know, approaching 170 like that. You know what I mean? And if I hit all my meals, like just right, like I could just about touch that 170, but it's, it's hard to keep consistent on the 170 yet. I mean, it's it's coming, man, and I'm gonna get above that too. But um, but I'm really happy with all of the things that I'm doing there. So when I say like I didn't train for shit run wise, I don't want you know it to come off like yeah, I don't even fucking train. I I was training, but in a different, you know, in a different avenue. So it was really hard for me to balance out the street running with the gym training. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a tough balance because if you really train hard in the fucking gym, it's hard to leave there and do some more shit. But I'm finding that balance, and I'm doing it better that way, and I really want to push myself to do more running this year than I've ever done, as well as continuing to make progress and, and get stronger and, and bigger in the gym. So it, it's a pretty tall order. Um, this one challenge that I got on my phone on, on the um, Map My Run app it's 1000 kilometers in a year (laughs) and i only got 26 done but it's 26 in four runs and technically one of those runs is just that extra mile that i did with the the rec bag the one day when i did the uh seven miles and the one extra on the rec bag so it's technically 26k in pretty much three runs so the way i look at it is i gotta turn it up a ton you know what I mean? Start running several times a week on a regular basis. And eventually, the more, you know, I get the warmer weather and I get more stuff more accustomed to it, I'm going to start running, like, even on my lunch break at work. Uh, I get an hour lunch, so I figure if I run a half hour, that'll give me, like, 5K. You know what I mean? Because I'll put in a 5K within that half hour time. And then um, that's 5K a day. If I If I'm able to do that at least five days a week, you're talking 25 there and then try to pack in like a big, big run over the weekend. You know what I mean? Like try to throw in like a fucking 15 K or something. So realistically I can add up some pretty big numbers in a short period of time, provided I'm able to keep consistent with it. So I guess we'll see. Um, I'll only know, you know, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, come, Come October or even halfway through the year, we'll see if I'm even remotely close to, you know, a couple hundred K or, you know, we'll see. Um, just, just shit the focus on. 
Um, another big, big fucking task ahead of me, too, keeps me even more driven, and we'll, we'll segue off of that, um, is the fact that April 30th will be my second race. It'll be my second race of the season. My very first race of the season is going to be um, the Spartan Sprint, which is a, is a, is a stadium race, actually. Now, I've never done a stadium race before, and this shit's going to be at City Field in New York. So that that Spartan Sprint is going to be on April 16th. So that'll, you know, finish one part of my trifecta for this year. Never done a stadium joint before, so it's very exciting. No mud, no any of that shit, but a lot of other crazy shit, and you get to do it where the motherfucking Mets play fucking baseball. You know what I mean? So... I'm excited for that shit, man, to kick my season off that way and and really get it in in a fucking stadium like that. That shit's exciting. Now, two weeks later, in Vernon, New Jersey, the same place where I conquered the Spartan Beast last year and conquered the Spartan Sprint to complete my trifecta last year, Spartan Beast takes place April 30th. Now, (laughs) that's not the biggest hurdle of this. That race is a monster. That is 13-plus miles on a motherfucking mountain, up and down, up and down, 30-something obstacles, fucking tremendous, tremendous race. One of the biggest, baddest fucking races you will ever challenge yourself to. Um, But where normally I come home from something like that, and I lay the fucking, I get myself a shower, I lay in my bed, and I try not to go anywhere for 24 hours. Well, this time around, April 30th, that night, Bayonne, New Jersey, Jersey All-Pro returns back to their home, back where it started, back in Bayonne, New Jersey. And I've again been given the opportunity to shoot ringside pictures for Jersey All-Pro Wrestling. I can't turn down that type of opportunity. So I got to train my ass off to do the Spartan Beast in Vernon, New Jersey at like fucking 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning, a fucking five-hour mountain race, head back here, get in the shower, get myself ready, and head to Bayonne, New Jersey, shoot ringside pictures for Jersey All-Pro Wrestling. Main event, Team Pazuzu. Chris Dickinson, Jocka, Pinky, and EYFBO. I think Pinky's in that. Maybe not. Um, versus, no, it's not Pinky. Um, and then versus Homicide, Loki, and the motherfucking Hit Squad. Four on four fucking warfare in Bayonne, New Jersey, main event. That show is going to be fucking bananas. And we'll definitely talk a lot more about that show as the months get closer and closer. And, you know, I have Pierre on here and see what else we can get and, you know, really talk it up because there's big shit going on, you know, with Jersey All-Pro returning home to Bayonne. And, man, oh, man, do I got a fucking physical challenge ahead of me to bring my ass to that fucking building to shoot ringside for that, you know, uh, monumental event. After after what I'm gonna go through that day, big fucking plans, man. I'm I'm you know it's all or nothing, man. I'm I'm going 
on some real, real shit this year. It's just, you know, I, I'm never complacent. I'm not comfortable with just, uh, you know, there, there's no comfort zone. There's no just, okay, well, this is what I did last year, so I'll just do what I did last year. Like, always got to be bigger. It's always got to be better. Non-stopping, man. Pushing, just fucking unstoppable. Back to the snow real quick. I just wanted to mention that fucking Chris Christie's a fat cunt, man. Like, this fucking dude, he just, like, the majority of these, and I'm not going to get into huge politics or anything like that, but most of these Republicans are just pompous assholes. And, you know, somebody asked him, like, hey, you know, what are you going to do about the, uh, you know, because, like, Wildwood or, you know, a lot of other places like that are completely flooded out. Like, fucked up. Like, really badly flooded. Um, Some areas, you know, flooded worse than Sandy because the tides were higher and this and that. Obviously, wasn't the same, um, you know, longevity of wind and rain damage and all of those things. But um, the tide, as far as some of the flooding, got pretty fucking tremendous. Now, he downplayed it from the start and said, ah, you know, it shouldn't be that bad. And he also said, hey, I'm not even in New Jersey and I'm not coming back for that. That's for sure. So, you know, he put himself on a high horse to begin with, like, enjoy the storm, motherfuckers, I'm somewhere else, so. Um, And then afterwards, you know, someone asked him, like, what are you going to do about this? Now, whether it's his, because, you know, I've seen some legitimate arguments, you know, uh, of people saying, like, no, like, there's, there's, um, you know, homeowner's insurance, and there's this, and there's that, and there's steps that you have to take as a homeowner, and there's, there's things that you have to file. And it really doesn't have anything to do with him bailing you out or him him making any moves. Now, I understand that, and that's fine. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that it is his personal responsibility. But for this fucking dude, as a fucking governor and a fucking presidential candidate, this fucking guy is going to take a stance to fucking tell somebody, what do you want me to do, go down there with a mop? Go fuck yourself, man. That's the problem. These motherfuckers, and I'll tell you something else about, again, I didn't want to get into the whole politics thing, but uh, just, just a little bit, because um, I'm not I'm not a big political dude, I'm just not, um, but, you know, that's the thing, like, he's, he's getting himself over a little bit with that type of shit, Trump is getting over huge with that type of shit, just saying whatever the fuck they want, and I, you know, having the not give a fuck attitude. They're swinging to the other side of the spectrum because there's been so much PC, so much PC, that they're just going, hey, I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. And a lot of people see that as refreshing. They're not seeing the danger in it, but they're seeing it as refreshing that this dude is just going to come out there and say what the fuck he feels. Now, with Trump, he's a fucking psycho, man. This dude said, I could go and shoot somebody and I would still get support. <laughs> this dude's a presidential candidate saying that. Um, the crazy thing about everything that's going on with him, though, is I really think that when it comes down, like, his chances of being president are way fucking higher than anyone wants to look at, man. Because if it comes down to him and Hillary, I honestly think Donald Trump is going to win. Because Hillary has that fucking, that whole Benghazi thing. He is holding that fucking Trump card, you know, pun intended, um, in his hand. And when it comes down to a showdown, all the gory details of that shit are just going to get plastered everywhere to the point where people are going to have to willingly vote for 
what's going to be made out to be a war criminal. There's still people that says she can go to jail for some shit that she did there and there. And I don't know enough about it to even really speak on it. But I know that that is like a really huge hand that could be played in this fucking campaign. Now, that that that's to me just the fucking the fact, man, is that that's going to be that's going to be the hand he plays. Um can she survive that and win it? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Um, Trump, this is what I think would happen if Trump was president. Now, he's got a lot of crazy fucking ideas. Just because you're president doesn't mean you can walk around and, you know, build walls and, and, and do this and do that. But Trump's going to be the guy who comes out on TV and goes, listen, I wanted to blow him up and uh, the fucking Senate won't let me. I, I talked to Congress and, uh, you know, I wanted to do this and they won't let me. Hey, you guys, like, he's going to continue his campaign of, like, hey, fuck him. This is what I feel, and this is what I feel. And he, he would get himself thrown out of office. I really think so. Um, because he he would go against he would go against every other part of the government that he works within. And he, he would be on TV saying, I want to do this, but my hands are tied. My hands are tied because of this. And he, he'd pull back the curtain too much. And I think that's the problem with him. He's a fucking psycho, but again, I don't think he can just go and do the things that he wants to do, which is going to piss him off, and if he's pissed off, he's just going to spout off at the mouth. It's not, you know, he doesn't know how to be diplomatic, and I think that's going to be the problem in the long run. Um, unfortunately, like I said, the way that this uh, this fucking, uh, you know, the, this fight card is, is breaking down, that shit might have to happen after an election, so I don't know what the fuck's going to come, but, you know, I guess we'll see, man. Time will tell, um, you know, but it is what it is. Um, look, I, I finally got fucking songs on this motherfucker, and I am all about this fucking this, this uh, CD, so I'm going to go, I'm going to play a track now and then, um, you know, talk some more shit, and then I'm going to come back and... Uh, yeah, you know, I'll play another track later because I got to get at least two of these motherfuckers in here because um, I finally got I wanted to play these like last week or the week before um, that DJ White Owl uh, dropped that number two fifty. No, that that's a mouthful, but I'm saying like this dude, you know, he's one of the best DJs that that puts mixtapes together. Still, a lot of this shit is garbage these days, and it's it's really hard to like. I like what he does. I like what K-Slay does. But K-Slay barely ever puts shit out anymore. So, um, and then again, White House hit and miss. He put together 250 of these fucking, just just those uh, drop-that mixtapes. So they're hit and miss, you know what I mean? He puts out a lot of them. But this one right here, number 250, is fucking fire. Here's a track by some cats that you haven't heard about in a long fucking time. These dudes did... No pigeons, and then disappeared off the motherfucking planet for a decade. This is the sporty thieves, man, and they must have got angry as fucking that ten years away because this shit right here is fucking crazy. Check this shit out. Sporty thieves Yeah. Check out 
the suburban. Born and raised in the Vernon. Push the German. My do rag is a turban. I keep it gravy. When I hang out, I'm spitting like Nas when he first came out. Yo, a car that you never seen locks it. You could call it my unidentified driving object. Cop it, never wash it. Y'all know me. Type to have a little TV in my rolly. Plus, I'm holy. My body is God's temple. Push the benzo with the Chase Bank windows. Oh, we just on motorbike with coats. Jumping the bridge when it open up for the boast. Them drug lord niggas process the counterfeit loot. Got niggas in the Coke lab wearing outbreaks. To catch me, you need some robot bounty hunters with machine guns mounted on top of hummus. Tropics on narcotics and projects and boxes and closets where the ox and the Glock is. Hot like Rihanna pissing, sitting, eating jerk chicken, kissing, stripping with Chris sniffing. Hot like some rocking, vodka and drug drivers with choppers flying over top of but can't stop them. Hot like desert platoons and Cancun, June shooting teaspoons of dope in the steam room. DJ Whiteout. In between me, I'm deeper than Farrakhan in the submarine with rap never seen or heard of. World of the streets, the cheapest. 40 days to reverb a hip hop. If not, my shit's still hot. Flop back when I drop, but can't be forgot. But remember me. Ten years felt like a century. The loss of my man injured me. what it did to me. But his memory started racing the misery. And he said to me, Can Kirk come back sending me and kill the enemy? Roger that. Streets is calling for the thieves. Holler back. Load up the track. Dust off the mic. Mix bright with rum and nice. I'm back to life. Protein. Less rice and carbs. Beats nice and hard. After the mall, streets is ours. All that bullshit is y'all. We spit balls all behind them. Cats hit my lines and rewind them. Labels like find them. Who the fuck find them? Get in contact but no response back. Fuck contract. Combat and rage. I came with grenades. Blades in the gauge. Bullets to shoot aid. Specialty made. The blaze and degrades for every nigga on stage. Act brave, get sprayed. And ways insurance won't pay. And doctors can't save. Amaze how I put the pen to it. Cause I'm into it. Y'all niggas never been through it. They want me to spit that. Damn, they really miss that. King Kirk really is that. They want me to spit that. Damn, I really miss that. Sporty Thieves really is that. One third of the thieves way out you niggas league. Call me the model smasher and Fendi fatigue. Word to my seed, defend me and bleed. Be on the floor quicker than Kardashian these nigga. This mic man don't fuck with me, please. You'd rather drink bleach mixed with magic's disease. No disrespect, but my birds need melanin. Yeah, it's no pigeons, but I'm good with a pelican. A kid that sugar three is rarely in hookers. But I see more green than alien boogers. Look, lyrical lush, and y'all don't drink like me. For starters, give me an IV, Long Island Ice Tea. Ten shots of Quavo, a gallon of yaks. A knocking ass track, everything else is muerto. Rap dreaming since a little kid, so I had to fuck fake. To make it a little big And I did It last lines I got a ton of them Call me whatever But trash is not one of them Nice since way back Jack with no way back But I do the boob dirty With a made at Move the white back And forth past Jack. It's hard to tell That I hate rap 
It's a few dudes that still spit and get kudos. The rest of them, well, you know. No Bruno, pants tight, fake jewels, talk shit, can't fight. Not me, let's do it, bang, bang, take flight. I'm from Yonkers, hat with a slugs pop. And you don't need a precinct to get your mug shot. What's up? They want me to spit that. Damn, they really miss that. King Kirk really is that. They want me to spit that. Damn, I really miss that. Sporty Thieves really is that. There's no. Oh, shit! That's what I'm talking about right there. Now, yo, um, NFL, over this past weekend, we got the Super Bowl all fucking lined up. We got the the Pats lost to the Denver Broncos in Denver. And the um, the Carolina Panthers steamrolled the fucking uh, – the, Car- the, the Arizona Cardinals. And um, we got the Super Bowl is going to be the Carolina Panthers and the fucking Denver Broncos playing in the Niners' house over in Santa Clara. And, um, hey, man, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm pulling for the Panthers on this one for sure. Cam Newton is going to get that shit done in there. Um, you know, I, there are so many people that bury and bash and all that shit, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Not the best because that is Joe Montana and, he he knows that himself, man. That's the thing. And and that's, I mean, partially why I have a lot of love for Tom Brady because, uh, you know, no Beckham. But um, he's a huge Niner fan. The fucking guy, after he, he won the Super Bowl, I believe it was uh, last year, they had him interviewing, and um, he sat down at the panel, and it was Dion, and it was um, Michael Irvin. The first thing he did, Mike, started talking to him and he leaned over he's like man you used to kill my Niners man you know I was not a fan of you on TV man I respect what you do but man you used to kill my Niners this is you know this is the New England Patriots fucking first ballot Hall of Fame fucking quarterback one of the best ever and his first fucking thing is to remember like hey man you used to be a nightmare to my fucking Niners and then he turns to Dion and he goes, "Man, I used to love when you were on the Niners. That was, you know, that was great for us." He talks about San Francisco like that's his fucking team, and this dude has played his entire fucking career for the Patriots. You know what I mean? So I can't not like fucking Tom Brady because, come on, man, he's a fucking Niner fan, straight up. His fucking idol is Joe Montana. And this guy rose to fucking greatness to have that many rings in his hand. And he, people could talk all this cheating bullshit they want. They just the thing that they have a problem with with Tom Brady is the same thing they have a problem with Le, with LeBron James. They have fucking jealous hater syndrome, and they can't stand it because it's not they're not wearing their jersey. You know what I mean? They they hate the fact that Tom Brady, you know. Uh, Dates a model and is you're married. I don't know if the fuck they're married or not. Um, and, and and you know it is a successful quarterback and isn't on their fucking team. They hate that shit. They hate it. Hate it, man. And it, it's it's ridiculous when it comes down to the cheating shit. First off, the Spygate shit was some shit that like what they were doing was actually legal the season before they did it. 
and then they made it illegal, and then they they got in trouble for it, and then that was that. That was that was a game. So like that that shit came off. That was it, and then. You know the the ball thing. Come on, man. The fucking ball thing. It's garbage. I mean, of course, over the years there have been rules that have been put in place to protect not just Tom Brady, to protect the NFL superstars. Whether they use Tom Brady as a template to get some shit going as far as rules, maybe they did because Tom Brady. I hate to break it to you, motherfuckers, is worth a shitload of money to the NFL. The NFL superstars are worth a shitload of money to the NFL. Those are their cash cows. Same thing goes for the NBA. Why the fuck you think Michael Jordan got protected the way he did? Michael Jordan was about to be up on fucking serious fucking gambling charges that they wouldn't have had any fucking choice but to do the same shit to fucking Michael as they did to motherfucking Pete Rose. Same exact shit went on. They told him, hey, man, I don't give a fuck if you go work in Arby's or wherever the fuck you want to do. If you can find a way to step away for just, just enough time for this, this uh, you know, this uh, statute of limitations to pass, that, you know, on the proof that they got here, then we can just fucking brush this shit under the rug and continue. And sure enough, oh, my father always wanted me to play baseball. Let me go try that shit fucking horrible at it, but he got in there because he was Michael Jordan, sold some fucking baseball cards and jerseys and shit, and it was a couple months after the statute of limitations passed as far as, you know, where where the charges were laying, and boom, he came back to basketball and never looked at baseball again. You know what I mean? You don't see fucking Jordan fucking you hanging out at baseball games, do you? Like, not, not as far as I know. Like, the motherfucker is as far away from baseball as possible. That shit was a front to get them to fuck away so they didn't get exposed and, and their fucking cash cow, the NBA's cash cow, didn't get fucking exposed and make the entire league look like shit because that was their fucking guy. No one talks about that, but everybody talks about this and that with the, the, the cheating this and no fucking LeBron's an asshole because you know, he went to Miami and you know, we didn't like that because we went on TV with it so he's a jerk off and you know motherfuckers get all mad but it, it is what it is man these leagues protect their superstars they're fucking superstars because they're talented not because the league favors them the league favors them because they're that good they're not People get it fucked up, and they swear that the fucking guys are that good because the league makes them exceptions. No, the league makes them exceptions because they're that good, you stupid motherfucker. How did that work out for just any other dickhead? The league just chooses motherfuckers that aren't that good and turns them into LeBron James? I don't fucking think that happened. The the, the league just picks motherfuckers. Yeah, so they just didn't pick Ryan Leaf, and he was a complete bust. If they would, if he would have been chosen like Tom Brady, he'd be in the fucking top of the history book. Bullshit. Fuck out of here. Everybody just wants to ride somebody's dick. Motherfuckers hate him because they ain't him. And you know that's what it is. If that motherfucker was wearing a Giants jersey, you never hear a Giants fan say a motherfucking bad word about Tom Brady. But the fact that he's wearing a Patriots jersey, Giants fans will talk shit. And the same goes right across the board. Same thing goes. Bulls fans will talk shit all day about LeBron. Not if he was wearing a fucking Bulls jersey, they wouldn't. Not if he was wearing a fucking Knicks jersey, you wouldn't hear Knicks fans talking shit. 
You know what I mean? This this is what I mean. It's not a legitimate fucking dislike. It's not a legitimate fucking beef. It, it's just hate him because you ain't him. You know what I mean? That's all the fuck it is. So just get off his fucking dick, all right? Either way, yeah, they lost. They lost to the fucking game. And I'm not against that or anything like that. It is what it is. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, well, yeah, they didn't cheat this year. Why not? If they cheat every fucking time to win, why don't they do that shit constantly? You know what I mean? Fuck out of here. It's fucking retarded, man. So, anyway, um, Cam Newton's going to go win the fucking Super Bowl. Um, he's doing his motherfucking thing. Um, so, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, Tom Brady, da-da-da. Um, what else I got? Um... I guess I'll get into the WWE thing. Um, so, yeah, Royal Rumble. I haven't watched WWE in a minute um, since the last pay-per-view, and I don't even remember what the name of that shit is. Um, that's how long it was since I watched it. Um, let me see. Let me go through these matches real quick. Um, just, you know, just a quick skim. Um Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens, uh, last man standing match, Intercontinental Championship. Um, you know, tables all over the place, sucking everything else. Um, they bumped their ass off in this match. They killed it, man. And um, great, great match. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Dean Ambrose won Intercontinental title. Um, you know, doing his thing over there, man. This is the thing. You know, you get these fucking indie dudes. These indie fans swear that everybody gets buried. Oh, they're going to bring in Nakamura. Oh, Vince will just bury him. Hey, come on, man. You got two indie stars shining the fuck, shining like a motherfucker right there. It's not like it used to be. You wouldn't be able to count fucking 20 indie guys on their fucking payroll or 15 indie guys on their payroll if everybody just got buried. It's just it's bullshit, man. It's absolute bullshit. You have motherfuckers walking around with titles and there's fans still saying that they're they're getting buried. Fuck you. Um, New Day versus Usos. Um, New Day skipped the titles. And, um, you know, they're they're doing their fucking thing over there. Um, I enjoy most of what New Day does. They do a good job. They're pretty fucking funny. Um, So beat Alberto Del Rio to... um, regain the the title. I feel like what they did with them because I saw like results where like uh Kalisto won it on uh, um on a Monday night raw and the fans were all bugging out on the internet, oh shit, Kalisto won the title this and that and then they took it off him on SmackDown and gave it back to Del Rio. I think that was like a test period. Just to see the reaction and see how it was and then when they switched it back it was more or less, okay, good. Now we'll go into fucking full force at the fucking Royal Rumble and give Kalisto the shit. And, um, man, that dude, the best fucking thing that just happened to that dude was, uh, Sin Cara getting hurt because that dude by himself could easily be the next Rey Mysterio. Um, he's, he's got that fucking, that just intensity, man. And, you know, he's a little short motherfucker, but his athleticism is some next level shit that you can't just match. You can't just like sub in any, you know, any Lucha guy and just come up with the type of talent that that dude has. Like, he, he does some real next level, real special shit. And, um, you know, he, he's one of those guys that you you, um, you, you got to watch out for. 
I think he really uh, helped earn his spot, too, when he did the uh, whatever the fuck you call it. I forget what he calls it. Selena Del Sol or some kind of shit. He, the fucking sliced bread off and through the fucking ladder. Um, when he did that shit on the last pay-per-view, fucking crazy. And I really think that opened eyes like, oh, this guy's really willing to fucking die for this company. And, um, I mean, like I said, he's, he's got that ability. And the thing with him is, is um, you know, this is all his first shot was being tagged up with um, – with Sin Cara. Sin Cara, that shit has been done to fucking death. They had fucking tried it forever with uh, Mystico and then switched it over to Hunico and, it, and you know, they, they toggled with it back and forth and then finally got rid of Mystico and then it just became Hunico. I mean, I really think that that whole thing was just, uh, just a horrible idea from the start. Mystico never fit. When it came down back to the Indies, you know, he had that crazy-ass match, uh, I think, like, Triple Mania or some shit, with um, with Rey Mysterio, where Rey did that Batman gimmick. It was off the chain, man. I mean, this is the same guy that couldn't couldn't do three moves in a row without botching one of them. So there had to have been something within the system or something in the way that, you know, the pressure was put on. or I, I don't know what it is or what the problem was, but it just didn't work out for him where he was. And... um you know, they were looking for that next Ray. They were they were looking for that guy to, to fill the, the lucha void. Ray was going out constantly with knee injuries and surgeries and out. And the motherfucker was still selling hundreds of masks, masks in the, at, at every live show. So that they wanted a lucha guy. They wanted somebody to fill that role. It just wasn't going to be Singara. It just, it just wasn't. No matter how bad that they wanted it to happen for the sake of the sales and for the sake of the draw and the kids and all of that, it just it wasn't going to happen with that dude. So, um, you know, to get matched up with Sinkar in, in whatever incarnation, you know, good for him to give him a spot. But, man, that dude being able to, you know, give him a chance to shine on his own like he is now, you know, that dude can accomplish big, big fucking things. I guarantee that because he's, um, he, he's talented. So I, I was really happy to see that for him, and like I said, man, he's he's gonna create his own spots. He's um he's good, he's good. Um, let me see what else. I just had to go feed my fish. The, the big ones are fucking chasing the little ones around. Um, and then um, Charlotte beat Becky Lynch, Divas Championship, and um, yeah, that that, that was pretty much it. And then I think they went into the uh, the rumble. Give me a second. Feed these other fish over here. <laughs> this is great podcasting. Um, like the Mister Rogers podcasting method. I'm just gonna feed my fish. Um, Myron is ending with a DJ hard match. Um. So then you go into the Royal Rumble. Now, obviously, huge, huge buzz surrounding AJ Styles. AJ Styles, what's going to go on with AJ? Roman Reigns is the first in the ring. Um, start off the match. He's in there. Uh, let me see who the fuck was second. Rusev was second. AJ Styles comes in number three. Gets a huge fucking pop. I mean, the fans were on a fucking fire for him, man. He came out there, 
did his fucking thing and made a huge fucking injury. And, you know, you got to think about it because years ago, um, you know, when they they thought about, you know, bringing AJ in and this and that, and I think he's had his, like, dark matches or Sunday Night Heats or whatever the fuck was. But, you know, when it was that, he was treated as just, like, an upcoming rookie guy, a guy who, you, you know, there wasn't an NXT but a guy who they would put no higher than an NXT at the time. In the meantime, AJ Styles has traveled the fucking world, has proven himself to be one of the best in the world, and I don't give a fuck what Luke Hawk says or, or what fucking Indian Elmo fucking blows Luke Hawks and fucking, you know, goes and tries to, to ride his dick on the internet, little bullshit fan, and goes, oh, you know, fucking... AJ's a pussy because he won't wrestle Luke Hawks and all that. Shut the fuck up, man. AJ Styles is one of the best in the motherfucking world, and he's proven that. Um, Luke Hawks seems to have a problem with him because he didn't, quote-unquote, pay his dues, according to Luke Hawks. Well, listen, the dude has been in fucking absolute battles with the best in the world. His his ability is top fucking notch, and, and you really can't question that. Um, he, he walks through that fucking curtain, and that WWE crowd fucking loses their shit. I mean, it's just, it, it speaks for itself. And that, that's who we need to prove himself to. I don't, I don't really understand any other, you know, way of thinking besides that. Um, I, I really don't think he was handed anything. So that's, that's just me. Um, but he fucking blows it up and he goes in there and man, all focus was on AJ Styles for the first half of this Royal Rumble. As big as the Royal Rumble is, the first half of this shit was all just fucking, was just fucking AJ, AJ, AJ. Fucking Kevin Owens came in fucking 18th in the Rumble, and he ended up being the guy to eliminate um, AJ Styles. So AJ was in from 3 to 18. You know what I mean? So that, that that's some pretty big shit right there. And then... um. Um, shortly after, Sami Zayn came in and eliminated Kevin Owens. Um, before that, um, back at number 12 came in was R-Truth. Now, R-Truth, they just treat like the dumbest black dude on the planet. He comes running in, and it's just like they treat him like he can't read, like he doesn't know what building he's in, he doesn't know what show this is, he doesn't know shit, like he's just dumb. So he goes and grabs a ladder from out from under the ring and slides it in and starts climbing it because, you know, we're supposed to believe that he's so stupid that he thinks this is money in the bank. So he does that, and everyone gets a laugh. Oh, stupid guy, you know. And and then it's just – it's fucking pathetic what they do with that dude, man. It's like it's like funny, but at the same token, it's like, oh, holy shit, man. Ah, God. Um. So anyway, so then, uh, you know, we continue on, and uh, it's funny because when that uh, Braun Strowman guy came in, um, he really just fucking, I mean, he took out Big Show, and he took out, um, let me see, he took out, where's Big Show, yeah. He took out Big Show and he took out Kane, I believe. Yeah. And he took those dudes out like they weren't shit. 
those were the big fucking guys that everybody else had to really, like, focus on and get three or four people to fucking, you know, come and get. And they just used this big motherfucker to throw out the other big motherfuckers that used to do the same kind of shit. So it was crazy. It was somewhat, to me, it was you know, a little bit of like a passing of the torch. I don't know if they're giving him that big of a push right away, but, I mean, it kind of seemed like it because the big show was just like an unmovable object in the fucking rumble. You never thought he was going to, you know, go and win the fucking thing. or And, you know, I don't know, historically, I don't think he's ever won it. Maybe he has. I don't know. But for years, like, you never really thought, like, oh, yeah, he's taking this one home. But, you know, you had a hard time getting the fuck out of there. It would have took something big for him to get out of there. And, yeah, this dude just threw the two of those big motherfuckers out. Um, Brock got in there, man, and I just fucking, I love Brock's fucking, uh, oh, uh, Braun Strowman also threw fucking Mark Henry out like he wasn't shit, too. Um, so anyway, um, Kevin Owens, you know, threw out, uh, AJ and did the AJ taunt at him. So it was, um, you know, kind of made everybody think, like, oh, shit, here we go with this, you know? Um... And uh, just some some of this internet shit, man, it just gets on my nerves. I don't I don't like being friends with some of these motherfuckers on Facebook. Uh, like Indian Elmo post um fucking after the, after that joke. Um WWE, I hate to break it to you. Um Kevin Steen versus um. AJ Styles happened on this show and, like, posted a link, and it's like, go fuck yourself. Like, no one gives a shit about your bullshit knowledge of the past, nor do I think that WWE is really unaware of the things that you know about. Like, just just seriously, jump off of something tall, man. I can't fucking stand you. Dirty little motherfucker. Um, so anyway, um... Brock, man, when he gets in the fucking ring, man, I just love his work because he just doesn't give a fuck, man. Like, he hits these big motherfuckers like, you're going to go down or it's going to hurt bad. Like, he ended up fucking eliminating uh, the Braun Strowman guy. Yeah, he just, I mean, the dude is, <laughs> Brock is, is, is tremendously entertaining, man. I always love to watch Brock in the ring. Um uh, you know, I left out, again, I, no one's listening to my shit for a fucking recap. Like, oh, and then what happened? Like, and you either watched or you didn't. So, but, um, you know, early in the in the match, they did the whole thing where Roman Reigns got jumped by the uh, League of Nations or the, uh, the whatever the fuck, whatever they're called. And uh, they fucked him up, and he got, like, well, supposed to be carted out, but he kind of, like, walked to the back with the, with someone pushing a stretcher behind him and shit. It was kind of weird. But, um, so he was taken out that way and then, you know, came running in back later. Like he just caught a hot tag and, um, you know, so, you know, all signs were pointing towards, you know, oh shit, he's going to win. Um, Sami Zayn also made his return in this, uh, this rumble to eliminate, uh, uh, Kevin Owens. So, you know, maybe spark that back up. um, what else, what else, what else? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it pretty much came down to uh, number 30, and Triple H's music hits, and he comes out, and fucking uh, Roman Reigns gets knocked out of the ring, 
and it comes down to Dean Ambrose and Triple H, in which case you know that Dean Ambrose is going to win the fucking match. So uh, Triple H goes over and wins it. Um, you know, they're really uh, leaning towards setting up like a Triple H versus uh, Roman Reigns and Mania and, and doing that whole thing, which, you know, is fine. And it's whatever. I mean, they got a lot of people out, and Triple H is, is pretty much the top heel right now. You know, the authority figure and this and that. And, he, you know, he's got a big enough name to fucking sit on top of a card and, you know, no one will be startled by it. You know, it's so it is what it is, man. You know, I overall, I thought it was an enjoyable uh, rumble. Uh, the AJ thing really fucking piqued my interest, man. When it going into Monday Night Raw, I, I actually fucking watch like this shit has just sat on my DVR for months and months and months. I haven't watched any raw at all, at all. Like I'll watch the pay-per-views and that's it. And I'll never tune in the next night for raw. The shit will just sit on my DVR. And then like a week or two later, I'll delete it. Cause it's, you know, the same space, you know what I mean? But like, I'm not, I'm not a, that interested in it. And AJ Styles was the first thing that was like, I want to see what they do with him, man. The dude got such a big buzz. You can't fucking deny it. You can't ignore it. You know, what are they going to do with AJ? Let's fucking see what goes on. Um, They can't just put him anywhere on the car. They got to do something with him. Sure enough, first night in, he he wrestles. uh, Oh, and, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention uh, fucking John Bon Jericho. Um, That dude, man. They kept that motherfucker in the rumble, it seemed like, forever. That motherfucker was in there for a long fucking time. And look, man, nothing wrong with Jericho's in-ring work or anything like that. But in the same token, like, I was a big fan of the the Lionheart Chris Jericho, you know, old-school long-haired Chris Jericho. Now he looks like the old fucking, uh, the now, like, John Bon Jovi now type shit. And, um, you know, I don't know. He's somewhat of a cornball now where, like, Anything he's on, his podcast annoys me. His fucking, his Instagram shit annoys me. Like, he just, he's got a lot of real irritating qualities these days. And, um, so, again, nothing wrong with his in-ring or whatever. You know, he's he's Chris Jericho, man. There's always going to be, you know, something to, you know, his ability. But his old school shows definitely, you know, higher quality, I think. Um, so anyway, AJ Styles versus Chris fucking Jericho, John Don Jericho, and uh, man, they tore it up. Loved it. Yeah, I thought that was a really great match. I enjoyed that a lot. And you know, Jericho coming in first fucking match, and um, and I think AJ, yeah, AJ pinned him. So fucking awesome. Um, and I hate to you know give this guy like continuous fucking spot on my show, but Indian Elmo then um, posted some bullshit, you know, one minute he's he's blowing Luke Hawks, you know, and, and calling AJ a pussy, and the next minute he's he's announcing that no way will the Styles Clash be used on a Raw or anywhere, because all AJ does is breaks people's necks with it, which is a bunch of bullshit, you know, completely. First off, like, and I know a lot of people have different theories and different uh, opinions on this. And a lot of wrestlers think that he should never use that move again. Um, the thing is, is he has never done anything wrong in order to hurt somebody with the move. The thing with the move is it's unconventional the way that the wrestler taking the move has to fall. Uh, conventionally, 
to protect yourself on most wrestling moves, they're taught to tuck their head. In the Styles Clash, the way it goes, if you tuck your head, you're going to get hurt fucking bad. And I guess by instinct, a lot of wrestlers tuck their head and get fucked up. And it doesn't happen all the time. And even uh, I think it happened to Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong's taken that fucking move dozens of times. And it was the one time that he fucked up. And But, again, that, that's kind of Roderick's fuck up, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it as something that, like, oh, the move's so super dangerous. Like, no, I mean, people just got to, you know, keep their head in the game. I'd imagine there's a lot of moves you could take the wrong way and get hurt, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a wrestler, so, you know, that's not really for me to decide. But the same token, to, to say that AJ Styles is not going to be allowed to use the Styles Clash, meanwhile – He's going for the Styles Clash in the fucking show, and the announcers are going, oh, he's going for the Styles Clash. Fucking dude has not hit the Styles Clash in the WWE yet, and the announcers are bringing attention to the Styles Clash being a thing. So if you can look at that and hear that on your TV and go, they're never going to let him do that, again, I'd love for you to swan dive off of something high because I just I can't tolerate the ignorance of people posting like they know shit on the fucking computer uh, with an opinion that's that that much trash. It's fucking ridiculous. They wouldn't acknowledge the move. They wouldn't let him come near it. You don't see Kevin Steen fucking teasing the package pile driver. They haven't had him come near it. Uh, They're they're not going to do it. And the announcer's going, oh, my God, he's going for the package pile driver. No, that's that's not something they're doing. They're, they stayed away from the move. They don't mention the move. They don't do anything with it. it. It's fucking asinine to feel any other way. I don't know. It's just fucking crazy. Oh, so, anyway, uh, The Rock seemed like he was on Coke on Monday. Um, holy fuck, man. I know The Rock is usually charged up and he did, but there's a certain, like, smoothness, smoothness The Rock usually has. He didn't have that shit on Monday. He was, like, shot out of a cannon and almost, like, geeked out. You know what I mean? Like, he he was a different motherfucker on Monday. And maybe some people didn't pick it up, but go back and watch those fucking segments, man. He was off the fucking chain, man. Shit, he even made a Scarface reference. So, I mean, I I don't know, man. Maybe it's a coincidence, but he seemed like he was on coke or some kind of shit that sped him up. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. But anyway, um, so that that was pretty much that. I, I didn't have anything else to add. Uh, I'm going to take another break. Come back, and I'll talk some motherfucking uh, fucking Waffle House, man. Motherfuckers. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah. You know, and I'll talk up the CZW show on next week's show because there's still another, uh, another show to go on before before that. So I'm not going to, you know, get into that whole spiel tonight because then what the fuck do I say next Wednesday? You know what I mean? I'm better off going into that whole thing. Uh, I definitely have some thoughts and opinions on the upcoming show. A lot of good shit booked. Um, but, again, I'll get into it on uh, next Wednesday. As for now, uh, like I said, I'll take a break. This is um, now every year – uh, skills, otherwise known as Mad Skills, does a wrap-up song. 
2014 wrap-up, 2015 wrap-up. You know what I mean? It goes way, way back. On this one, there was three. On this mixtape, there was three. There was Skills. There was a guy called BK. And then there was Uncle Murder. So I sure as fuck wasn't going to play all the wrap-up songs. Because a lot of them hit the same topics and this and that. Um, I thought Uncle Murders was probably the most entertaining. Um, maybe more so because I'm used to Skills, and Skills did his fucking thing, for sure. Go listen to that shit, too. But um, Uncle Murders, to me, just it just it entertained me more. So I figured out that's the one I'll play. And um, so, yeah, check it out. This is Uncle Murders 2015 wrap-up from that mix. Hey, this New York is definitely in the building. We're about to wrap this year up in five, four, three, two, one. Whoa! Hey, yo, Reese, I want niggas to ride it right in their car to this. I want them to play it in the club, too, you heard? Whoa. Drake won that rap battle versus Meek Millie. Besides the battle, Meek still winning cause he got Nicky. Pee Wee put bullet holes in Wayne tour bus. Baby was like, damn, I hope he don't tell on all of us. <laughs> Reeby let Travis Scott get in her pants. If that weird nigga can hit it, I know I got a chance. Niggas still yelling out free GS9. Bobby Smurder got denied bail for the sixth time. Three rounds. Lamar Odom almost lost his life. Matt Boss called Derek Fisher fuck around with his wife. Lamar Odom smoked crack. Chloe and James Harden, Dane, her and Prince broke up, now he fucking Sinai lately. Kanye and Kim just had another baby. Oh, we rock with them Yeezys, but his clothes is crazy. Too many hoes in Tiger fucking with Kylie Jenner. Her rumors about him fucking with some tranny nigga. Bruce Jenner, a tranny nigga. Kendrick got nominated for the most Grammys, nigga. Drake got nominated for a record dissing me. Adele sold three million her first week. DJ White with Diddy and Young thug, yeah. baby, that nigga sold bottles 
found face down in the tub. Her boyfriend did it. Rest in peace, Lil Whitney. Boosie had to get cancer, taking out his kidney. Get well. Drugs hold your head, rest in peace to your brother. Send my condolences to you and your mother. 50 got power, looking like the new wire. Meanwhile, the raise is going down on Empire. Fact. On Flex Countdown, I had the top spot. DJ Self on Love and Hip Hop. With Cardi B. Donald Trump making racist remarks. Salute the fair con on the Million Man March. Hey, El Chapo broke out of jail. It feels good seeing the system taking the L. Good for him. Meek and Wale peeping again. Yeah. Not even Ross can get them to start speaking again. No. Blake said fuck Drake and they caught it on tape. You see the seats expressing on some nigga face. Ah. Drake got chicks realizing they wiping niggas. Quentin Miller writing for niggas. Woo. That cop that raped them girls cried and caught. Good for him. Not cause he was sorry cause he got caught. Acorn helped 600 million Africans. The white man was mad at him Racism is killing this earth In Carolina, a white kid shot up a church Patty LaBelle flipping pies, ain't talking about work Rest in peace, Sean Price, when I heard I was hurt Rest in peace, Sean Jablin, we don't know what happened No features on this album, J. Cole and Platinum The realest yearly rap up you ever heard I'm just stating a few facts and some shit that I heard Waffle House 
we're going there. Part of this trip needs to be this. I mean, they made it sound like this asshole in the title of this fucking thing makes it sound. Now, there's none of that shit up here on the East Coast. Thank fucking God there's none of this Waffle House garbage on the East Coast. Um, as you get further down south, you see more and more of them. And they see the start to point these motherfuckers out. Um, as soon as we started seeing them. Now, all right, let me just get into this fucking list, and I'll continue my tirades on this as we go. I'm going to read what they're saying, and then you'll hear what I'm saying. Okay, number one, it says, this is Waffle House, the most wonderful place in the world. You can spot it from a million miles away. Okay, um... Obviously, very exaggerated numbers. You can spot it from quite a bit away, um, mostly because these things are put in the middle of fucking nowhere where there's barely any live vegetation that grows. You know, there's empty fucking fields and then one of these shitholes poking out from wherever you're you're at. So, yes, you could see it from a mile away because it's in the middle of a fucking nowhere okay so that that, i mean all right number two and when you see those letters you'll know you're home and there's that stupid fucking sign the sign is just it it just looks like some shit off of the motherfucking wheel of fortune and vanna just solved the worst motherfucking puzzle on the planet because it says those big stupid fucking letters and you know Again, you can see it from a fucking mile away because they put the sign all fucking giant and big and hang it way up above fucking freeways because there's no other options. There's no other fucking options. That's why this shit's popular. You can put uh, any fucking thing in the middle of nowhere and make sure that there's no other businesses and guess where the fuck people are eating at? There. So, fuck, man. This is not a destination. Stop it. And then, all right, three. You step in, it says you step inside, you know you're in for a magical experience. Now, if what you guys perceive as magic is a filthy, cramped, tight, dirty, yellow, motherfucking, piss-colored fucking establishment, then yeah, this is fucking magic. This, this is fucking delightful fucking magic. I don't know if you motherfuckers know what the word magic means, but this shit is the furthest thing from fucking magic. This is fucking crazy. This is fucking crazy. A magical experience. You motherfuckers gotta be kidding me with this shit. This is some old bullshit. All right. So then they got stacks of this shit everywhere. And then it goes, and you never know what might happen here. Waffle House is a house of romance. Okay. If you mean you never know what might happen here, like a meth head might take a bite out of your ankle while you're trying to order a bullshit waffle, then yes. You never know what might happen here because this is a dirty ass establishment, and this isn't some shit where it's like, oh, fucking, you showed up at the, you know, uh, what do they call that? Fucking, um, dating roulette or whatever the fuck, uh, the speed dating. You never know what might happen here. No, you know what the fuck's gonna happen here. You're gonna get some bullshit food. That's what the fuck's gonna happen here almost burn your fucking elbow on the stove while you're sitting in the fucking booth. 
That's what's going to happen here because the motherfucker's cramped. All right. Then it says love could strike at any time. I don't know where you motherfuckers find mates, but if it's a fucking Waffle House, this is the problem. Like, there needs to be, if love could strike any time and we're staking our motherfucking examples on this as the Waffle House, they should have an abortion clinic attached to the Waffle House. All right? Um, then it, number six is dancing can break out. There was no room for a fart, let alone a dance in that motherfucker. You, I'm telling you, they sat the four of us at this fucking table that you couldn't fit a checkerboard on. I, my motherfucking arm was in the fucking kitchen, and then my my fucking body was at the table. They just about had to stack all of our plates on top of each other, and then we had to take turns eating. That's how small this motherfucking table was, man. You gotta be out of your fucking mind. Dancing can break out. You better cut that shit out. Now, the next one, number seven, is you might run into an NBA legend. And then there's a picture of Shaq standing with a bunch of people who are failing in life. Now, I don't know why they gotta bring Shaq into this, man. This is my favorite basketball player of all time. And it's some bullshit, man. I... I don't respect this motherfucker to begin with as far as this, this article, but why he had to bring Shaq into this shit is beyond me. Fuck this motherfucker, man. Shaq's my dude. I don't give a fuck. Now, the next guy, hey, man, and then it says, even at 5 a.m., and then they, they post um, a picture, a, a screenshot of Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo's fucking Twitter that says, damn, I just had the best motherfucking sandwich ever at the Waffle House. Now, if this millionaire Celtic playing motherfucker hasn't had a better fucking sandwich than the Waffle House, then he needs to donate all his fucking money to charity and go live in a fucking soup kitchen with the homeless people because he would get a better sandwich there than he got in the motherfucking Waffle House. When these motherfuckers can afford their own goddamn chefs to live in their goddamn house, I don't want to hear about the Waffle House being top-notch cuisine. You can go fuck yourself, Rajon. All right? Now, um, nine is, this is a magical dream factory where your every wish can true can come true. Want to see Kid Rock in camo Waffle House swag? Done. Okay. Kid Rock has always been a piece of shit. So anything involving Kid Rock, I don't give a motherfucker. You can stake your entire establishment on Kid Rock because to me, that's about right. He's garbage, and so is this fucking establishment. So now the next thing it says, a biker with a purple bow tie around his goatee. Why not? Again, like, you guys are really just grasping the straws at this point. The motherfucker in this picture looks like shit. He's got a barbed wire tattoo. He's got a fucking purple bow tied around his goatee, and he's got his hands folded like he's waiting for a bullshit teacher to give him fucking instructions on how to fuck up the rest of his day. You know what I mean? He's clearly fucking up getting into this shit, and um, it's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Get out of here with that shit. Again, you guys got to see the pictures I'm looking at. And then uh, number 11 is here you can feel like you're on top of the world, and there's a guy standing on top of the place. I would say there's a good chance that that's a motherfucker threatening to kill himself. That's what I'm saying. He's got his arms out, and I think he's – about to attempt to fly off the top of this fucking Waffle House. So that that's my uh, hypothesis there. Uh, number 12 
it says here penguins eat free. And then, you know, in a in a it's got like a stuffed animal penguin in front of bullshit food. Um there there's what I guess is like a chocolate chip waffle look like the penguin shit all over the waffle. Um and then it says penguins do not eat free at most locations type shit so they you know, they don't want to get anybody in trouble. But this is some bullshit right here because now you're just playing with stuffed animals with the food. And then it says, okay, and yes, here, you might not want to use the restrooms. Okay, that's not a good thing. So putting that on your list here, that's not a positive thing. You know what I mean? And then there's like a link to, I guess, a Jim Gaffigan bit where he talked about maybe the restrooms being fucking horrible. And then it says, but that's, number 14 is, but that's not why you're here. You're here because all this is like $8. First off, it's not that cheap. Pretty fucking cheap, but they put like 12 plates here and said that it's $8. Um, it's fucking garbage food. You can you go around back and there's a dumpster and you can get all of that for for no money. That doesn't make it the place to be. You know what I mean? You can climb into the dumpsters with the raccoons and that shit is free. However, not my preferred fucking meal. Um, and then it says, because they're there for you 24 hours a day. Again, back to your only option argument that I gave before. If it's the only fucking thing that you can possibly eat, that doesn't make it a good fucking thing. That just makes it a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when we were in Indiana, I fucking... I I asked the lady who worked at the hotel, I said, you know, after King of the Death, we went back there, you know, dropped some shit off, whatever, and I said, I need to know a place that's open for food right now that doesn't rhyme with Falafel House. And she laughed, and she's like, oh, y'all don't like the Waffle House? I said, don't ask them anything. <laughs> Just answer my question, you know? And we ended up at the uh, the steak and shake or something, which wasn't a whole lot better. But look, you know, it wasn't going to be the same shit. That's that much I know. Um, and then it's uh, number sixteen is because who else will cater at two a.m. on a Thursday night? And it says Waffle House caters any event, any size, any time, any establishment or event that is catered by the fucking Waffle House does not deserve to exist. If I show up to some shit and it's catered by the Waffle House, I'm leaving. I don't give a fuck what I'm there for. This is some bullshit. I'm going to walk in and be like, you got, you motherfuckers brought this shit. I, I mean, I there is no fucking way I'm going to respect someone getting this shit catered by the fucking Waffle House. Stop using these things as, as good points. These are not good points at all. You got 41 of these pieces of shit because the fucking Waffle House caters. Are you fucking crazy? Who would even know that to be something that's valuable? Motherfucking catering is is generally not cheap. And any event that's, like, catered, you go, like, oh, shit, you got it catered? When you follow it with by McDonald's or some shit like that, it's it's not cool anymore. You know what I mean? And then then, uh, number 17 is because free hat. And it's got some little kid who's, Parents, I'm sure, are failing horribly, and, and it, it's got like what looks like an upside down bucket of chicken on on its fucking head. And it, there's several versions of these fucking kids, and the one kid's got a lazy eye, 
And, uh, you know. So the next thing is, uh, in number 18, it says, because syrup. And there's some asshole who I hope is, is losing a fucking limb to diabetes as we speak, pouring fucking syrup into his dumb mouth. Okay, so that, that's why. Um, 19 is, and Casa de Waffle Sauce. Now, I didn't see this because, again, the table was only big enough for, like, two decks of cards. So they sure as shit didn't have, like, all the fucking... You'd have to know that this this um, picante sauce existed in order to ask for it. And at that point, I could probably reach over without standing up and pull it out of the refrigerator because the fucking kitchen was right, like, on the other side of my arm. But K-Sauce on your fucking waffles, I don't need to talk to you. I mean, this is fucking crazy. I know some people do that shit with their eggs. I don't respect that type of shit. That shit's fucking wild. That shit's fucking wild, man. Stop stop doing shit like that. And, and this motherfucker's listing it like it's a good thing. Number 20 is end that coffee. Let me tell you something about the motherfucking coffee. The coffee is served in, like, fucking shot glasses with fucking handles that you could fit, like, a finger in. So it's like a shot glass with, like, a one-finger handle. And, and that's how they serve their fucking coffee. And the coffee ain't shit. You know what I mean? And I even turned to my, my homie and was like, yo, what the fuck? Why didn't give us any shot glasses? He's like, yeah, but they keep them coming. Oh, good. So I could ask this filthy fucking waitress to fucking top this shit off 12 times while I'm fucking... Because I wanted to talk to that dirty motherfucker way more times than I would normally ever communicate with that, that human being while I'm here. I would like to talk to her exclusively, if possible. If one of you guys could sit out this and we could have her just fucking take your place with the pot of coffee so that way it would save someone a trip even fucking better. So, and then number 21 is because no bite is too big to enjoy. And you got some asshole trying to stuff like a fucking quarter of a waffle in his fucking mouth. And then the next picture is number 22 and it says, or too small. And that picture looks like there's a, there's a kid dead on the plate. I ain't gonna fuck around with you. His fucking chin is buried in some syrup on the fucking plate. I think he's dead. I don't know. Um, 23 says, and because what happens at the Waffle House stays at the Waffle House. I don't know who the fuck told you you can compare the fucking Waffle House to Las Vegas like this is a destination or like this is some shit that we should all fucking aspire to show up at. You motherfuckers have lost your goddamn mind with this article. Um, and then this <laughs> it says, because here the employees know all the sexiest places to snap that selfie. And there's a guy that looks like Waxpacker Hogan's cousin taking a selfie in the mirror. <laughs> and uh, not that there's anything wrong with Hogan, but... Um, that's the fucking dude that they use for the for the fucking um, you know the thing. What is these animals? You know, and uh, there's a couple of there's a couple of motherfuckers, and they all seem to be doing really well at life. And then number twenty five is here horses park free, and there's a horse tied to the post out front, like this is the old fucking west. There are no cars, like, there's a bunch of empty-ass parking spots around the horse, and a horse just, like, licking the parking curb, probably wishing that there would be 
someone in the dog food or glue factory business that would stop by while their asshole owner was eating fucking shit waffles inside of the building because I can't imagine this horse has a good life when it's tied to the fucking parking curb. He's got like one foot in the parking spot, like just waiting for like a Volvo to take his ankle out. They'd have to shoot him in the parking lot or this shit establishment. Here, horses park free. He'll fuck himself. And then number 26, it says, here the party wagon just arrived. Now there's a Winnebago that's like painted up with the Waffle House shit, and there's two whores with rainbow fucking furry boots on standing there like this is the shit. Like, it, it, this is Mardi Gras in the fucking Waffle House parking lot. So now, judging by this picture, you can know also included in these very cramped boots, chlamydia. So, number 27 is even your waffle is invited. Now, this looks like the gay flag on a waffle. This is just, there is green and purple and yellow. I don't know what the fuck it is. And then it looks like jizz on top of it. I don't know. You have to go look at the picture for yourself. I never saw some some shit like this before. I don't know who the fuck would want to eat all these colors first thing in the morning or whenever the fuck you show up to this bullshit establishment, but I don't know what the fuck that is. But make sure you point out to all your friends what the fuck that is so they don't accidentally order and end up with that crazy shit. All right. So then there's number 28 is, so throw on your best shirt. And there's just a jerk off in a fucking Waffle House camo shirt and hat. So fuck that guy. Uh, number 29, pop a few quarters in the juice jukebox. And then there's just like a Waffle House playlist. And, and picture. If you motherfuckers are looking for reasons to spend more time in this establishment, you've lost your goddamn mind. You don't have anything to do with the rest of your day. And again, if this is your destination, you need to see more of the world. There's just like there's you know how they used to have those like phones that are like halfway up the fucking parkway and it was just like attached to a pole like the the um you know the payphones the emergency payphones i see that as a better destination than this fucking waffle house nonsense because you can call people from that phone and and there could be a positive outcome there could be no positive outcome from this waffle house journey or your day it's fucking crazy Number 30 is sidle up to that counter. Number, I'm just going to skip to the next one. Number 30, because they're all kind of tied together. Number 31, stare out at that griddle. Now, this broad is staring at that griddle like she's looking for an answer to life. And if you're staring at the griddle at the Waffle House looking for that fucking answer, you've taken a wrong turn on the road of life. And with your car, you should have took the other turn that took you off a goddamn cliff because you're not going to find any motherfucking answers under those big fucking white balls in the fucking Waffle House. Um, You know what else you're not going to find in the fucking Waffle House? Sausage links. I know it's a fucking breakfast joint, right? But they don't serve sausage links. They just have sausage patties. So if you wanted sausage links, you can go fuck yourself. Because the Waffle House don't play that shit. All right? Um, 
And then number 32, and say, I want Texas toast. This is following you staring for a reason for life at the fucking, um, at the griddle. Okay? Um, I mean, that's just like a menu item. Like, on, on, I don't understand where that's the, all right. And then 33 is, I want some hash browns scattered, smothered, and covered. Now, look, man. This looks like someone threw fucking, like, Velveeta cheese on it, stuck it in the fucking microwave, and then fucking slid it across the table. If you you think you could put scattered, smothered, and covered on there, and I'm supposed to give a fuck about what this looks like, this looks like some melted bullshit. Like, that's, like, if you just, if someone said, yo, I want some eggs, I want some cheese eggs, let me tell you a fucking story real quick. Take a little fucking side note, right? When I was living up north, um, there was this big fat bitch, and um, I don't even remember her name offhand because I just remembered this story. Um, and she always was just like drooling and, and just wanted to, like, she must have been in like her 40s or 50s. I don't know. She didn't hold whatever age she had well at all. She was always just like, fucking, she, she'd always just eyeball all of us and shit. She wanted to sleep with every fucking buddy possible and nobody was touching her, right? She, she was good 400 pounds. Fucking huge, right? And she lived up the street. She was friends with uh, my boy's mom. So they, you know, she'd come over and, you know, sit on the steps and shit and, and talk and bullshit and just, just gross, right? So, um, so one night we were hanging out in Newark. And we got fucked up, man. We we were drinking and we were walking. We walked from South Orange Avenue 12th to to um to Penn Station. And we, I mean, we were just drinking all the way. We would stop at a liquor store when we ran out of like whatever forty or whatever we were drinking, and then we would drink into the next joint, and then we go refill again. And we did that all the way to um. You know, Penn Station, we took the train, and then we got back to Woodbridge, um, to the Woodbridge train station, and we walked from Woodbridge to Port Reading over the bridge and all that. And the dude we brought back from Newark with us, Shy, he goes like, yo, I, I need to fuck, and, and I don't give a fuck what it is. And we're like, <laughs> you don't give a fuck? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. And we started describing this bitch. He's like, I don't give a fuck. So... We're like, all right, man. We drop her, him off there and shit. And sure enough, man, he didn't give a fuck. He he did what he wanted to do, right? Well, the next morning, he comes out of there shaking his head and shit. And we're like, yo, what, man? Because we're, we're fucking cracking up laughing about this motherfucker for, like, the whole fucking night. You know, you know, I, I was over there, you know, with the other dude. You know, earlier, talking about this dude before he finally came out of the house and was like, yo, what the fuck is this dude up to and shit? He comes out and he's like, man, I asked this bitch for some cheese eggs. She threw a slice of cheese on top of the eggs, threw it in the microwave and gave it to me, man. <laughs> he's like, kind of shit is that? And we just we just cracked the fuck up. He's like, man, I ate that shit and I just bounced. He's like, I couldn't even fuck with her no more. I was like, yo, this is fucking hilarious. Well, that's what these fucking hash browns look like. Cheese eggs that the fat bitch made for the dude shot because shit is crazy. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, number 34 is I want a waffle. I mean, it, it, at some point, this just becomes like retard speak, where it's just it's like, oh, a waffle. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I mean, what is this? So, anyway, let, let's, let's fucking talk about their waffles, being it is the fucking waffle house. And, might I add, the motherfuckers who made me go to this establishment that were dying from fucking Jersey to Indiana to have this shit. You think either one of these motherfuckers ordered a waffle? No. And when I go like, well, it's the fucking Waffle House and you were all about this, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, you know, you know, not so into their waffles. Get the fuck out of it. You talked about this shit from Jersey to fucking Indiana and when we get there, not really so into the Waffle House's waffles? Is that what you just fucking tell me? But anyway, I get the fucking waffles because I'll be like, motherfucked if I don't go to the Waffle House and try the goddamn thing that's on the sign because if, if this place is so good and I don't try what the fuck they're known for, well, then I'm not doing them justice, right? So I get this fucking, this waffle. This big, soggy-ass fucking waffle, man. There was no crisp to this shit at all. I could have fucking made a snowball out of this shit and plastered it across this ugly bitch face that gave it to me, man. Shit was crazy as fuck. That it was sloppy fucking like if you like fucking ran up like a an, a frozen Eggo waffle under the sink and then threw it in the microwave for fucking like ten minutes that that's what this shit came out like. It, it just I don't I don't really and then all right number thirty five is make it a double waffle in case you weren't dumb enough with the first fucking soggy ass waffle they'll stack a second one on that bitch and then it goes. No, a double chocolate waffle. And, you know, no melted anything. They just fucking drop chocolate chips on top of it. Chocolate chips aren't cooked into the waffle, anything. It just looks like a rabbit shit on top of a soggy-ass waffle. That's what the number 36 is. This is the shit that these motherfuckers are writing home about. This dude went into this whole fucking thing like this. Come on, man. You spent all this fucking time on this bullshit? And I know it's funny because I'm spending all this time on this bullshit on the negative side of things. But listen, this place gets too much fucking hype. Come on, man. Fucking number 37. Why? Because this place, this is the place at the end of the rainbow, and it is magic. Again, I don't think you understand the, the, the term magic, what it really means. And if you have not gone to a place that you can see as a fucking destination more so than this goddamn Waffle House, then I don't, I don't value you on this planet. I really don't. That's why, like, when, you know, there, there's, there's some parts of life that are really sad. Like, if you pick up the paper on any given day and you look at the just giant fucking obituaries, it's, it's terrible because the majority of those people you never met before you don't know anything about them. They lived an entire life without ever crossing your path. You know, every once in a while, someone you know will be in there. But other than that, it's just a bunch of completely unknown people that lived their whole life and passed without you even knowing they existed. Now, the only solace in that is hoping that it's one of these motherfuckers. If you knew that one of those people were on that list, good fucking riddance. All right? Uh, number 38, because America. And they put... The fucking Mount Rushmore. They put the motherfuckers raising the flag. They put all this shit here, and and on on the sign it says "Let Freedom Ring." 
It's a bullshit fucking breakfast establishment, man. We fucking, we, we went to the Bob Evans two times. Two times. Once there, once on the way back. That motherfucker was quality shit, man. Again, I ain't going to go writing a 41 fucking uh, item article about why it's the fucking beacon of light. And why, like, if you're thinking about killing yourself, please just go to a Waffle House and you'll see the get the fuck out. But I'm saying, like, the, the service was good. The food was good. It was cheap. You know what I mean? Lots of fucking options. You had room to sit. Place looked clean. None of these things applied to the fucking Waffle House. None of them. Place is fucking garbage, man. And And then... 39 is, if scattered, smothered, and covered is wrong, I don't want to be right. I mean, get the fuck out of here. I, I just, I don't respect people that, that live this type of shit, man. I mean, I understand, get down on some banging-ass food and, you know, um, but, I mean, if we're, it, it, I mean, if this motherfucker is referring to that fucking cheese egg, <laughs> fucking conglomerate that they have with the fucking hash browns and the cheese. I mean, if they're, if they're going on that being this fucking statement here and I don't want to be right if that's right, get the fuck out of here. And then, uh, number 40 is this motherfucker writes, if all roads in life don't lead you to Waffle House, you are living life wrong. Hashtag Waffle House. Go fuck yourself um, until you die. Um, I, I, I don't have respect for people. This is fucking crazy. And then uh, number 41, the last one, says, and if someone tries to tell you that some pancake place is better, you know just what to say. And there's LOL written in fucking whipped cream on top of the the pancakes with the rabbit shit um, chocolate chips on it. All right? Now, let me tell you something about breakfast. If you go to your own kitchen, within 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you can make better breakfast than any of these fucking joints you stop at just by paying attention to what you like and how you like it. Breakfast is not some shit that you need to go to like a five-star fucking restaurant. Breakfast is sure as fuck not something that you need to go to the fucking southern states just to fucking get, you know, some shit. You can make a fucking waffle the way you want it, wherever the fuck you live. Wherever you listen to this show, you can make a fucking good waffle. You can make some banging-ass eggs. You can make some fucking sausage. You can make all the shit that they make a lot fucking better. So stop with this fucking, you know, oh, if you haven't tried it, go fuck you. Fuck you and fuck everything you stand for because the Waffle House is some bullshit. And I, I'm not tolerating any of this nonsense with people treating that place like a fucking destination. It ain't shit. It's like imagine someone just telling you, oh, dude, we have to stop at the McDonald's. Have you not tried their fucking burgers? You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers are in the backyard, like making some banging ass homemade fucking burgers, you know, with real fucking, you know, ground beef and shit. And fucking all sorts of hooked up and shit And someone's gonna tell you Dude, if you're ever in fucking 
Rhode Island, you've got to go to McDonald's. I don't know if you've ever tried the place before, but their fucking burgers are just like, they do something with the mustard and the ketchup together, and it's it's just like, dude, you got to try it. They have a thing called, like, the Big Mac, and it's like, you know, it's you would think it's just like a normal, but they do something different, man, and I don't know. you you got to just fucking try it. I just I, I I can't stand it. I don't know I don't know what to do with these fucking people, man. I, I don't I don't see I don't see um the the intelligence um like like Snoop would say like what is these animals? Yeah, what what is these animals, Snoop? It, it, it's fucking crazy, absolutely fucking crazy. So that's out of, about all I got for tonight. Um, you um. Check me out next Wednesday. Check out the sports then. They're doing their fucking thing over there, um, talking about all the sports under the sun. Uh, check out whatever Andrew Carluck's doing over at the Stern Nation feed. Uh, you know, I think he's doing uh, the general jackassery thing. Um, again, you want to get a Zandig shirt? Hit me up. If not, whatever. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, I don't think i got anything else to plug or talk about. Let me just double check. Ah, shit. This, uh, yeah, yeah, that's about it. I, you know, I was going to get into that fucking whole Oscar thing, but when it comes down to it, it's just, the, the bottom line is, it's a dumb fucking award. I couldn't tell you a single fucking Oscar winner in the history of the fucking Oscars. So if you're making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and there's fucking critics and fans and everybody who love your fucking movie and you're considered super fucking successful, who gives a fuck if some assholes give you an award that a lot of people won't even know exists? Who gives a fuck? Stop making mountains out of molehills. Enjoy your motherfucking life. We don't have that long. You fucking dwell on negatives and try to turn everything into a fucking oppression and being held down and this and that while you're hanging in a fucking fucking multi-million dollar fucking mansion. Get over yourself. Who gives a fuck? Enjoy your shit. There's way worse things going on in the world. Stop making mountains out of molehills. That's all I got to say. All right, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Peace. What a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So... What I make you good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie.
So say goodnight to the black guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.